song time. Here we go. Woo woo. Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, the group, traveling by airship, found themselves under attack by winged stormbringers. After successfully keeping the Falcon afloat, the group met with the captain and his crew and devised a plan to survive the next wave of creatures. We join them now as they solidify their strategy. <clears throat> last we left off, you guys had come up with a battle plan um, to try to, I believe, if I remember correctly, to try to draw everything out. And battle it at a place of your choosing. Is that correct, or did I make that up? That I believe that was the plan. Okay. Yes, that sounds right. Cool, cool. All right. So, is there anything that anyone needs to take care of before uh, that plan is initiated? The the yes. storm is still raging. Uh, the boats, try, the airship's trying to hold its place still. Yeah. Um, first, first question is. Is this so? We're we're entering through. I'm assuming sort of like a narrow, high-rise cliff area. Is that the whole story? That we took a shortcut through, like in this passageway that's bordered by cliff walls. Yeah, you cliff went walls into. Yeah, um, and I gotta look up the name because I think it was Wesley kept fucking changing the name of the mountains, and now I'm terrified that I'm gonna get them wrong. Because <laughs> you're calling them the Django Mountains. Django Durango. Yeah. The Django Cavern. That, yeah. So my question is: the raging storm—is it in front of us? Is it above us? Is it all around all us? All around. Okay. So. It kind of Durango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So while everybody was making their preparations, Vasa obviously would have been supervising, walking around a little bit, but she also would have been kind of just kind of looking into the caverns and seems she seems to be thinking. And then finally she would have uh, turned around and sort of looked to her group members and sort of like motioned them closer. And, and especially seems to be trying to get Brummelstone to come closer to talk privately in a corner. Away from Claiborne as well? Away from Claiborne. Okay. She's been quite subtle, subtle about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, once they're sort of privately in a corner, Vasa looks at everybody and she would say, you know, regardless of how this battle goes, we we shouldn't press forward. We have we have the stone here. Forward is another two trips and a possible three trips back with unknown dangers. We have Tompkins back on your your city, grandmother. We can't afford to go forward. We don't know when the nightmares might catch up to us or Tompkins without us. We can't go forward. We need to turn back regardless of how this battle goes. And Brimostone, you need to be the one to tell Claiborne this. I, it makes sense. 
Wait, wait, wait a second. I wanted to see my my daughter, Coco. She lives in Costin. I thought the plan was we go there, we show it, and then we just take it. You know, the shard to the artist. That's that's the it and the object of the action show. It's a great plan, and I still like it. Come on. What's the point of fighting all these Dodongos? <laughs> I guess that's what the, the main problem we have is that we're pressed for time. Like, we don't know how long it'll take before Nightmares will start showing up and attacking Tomkins. Yeah. If he's without the shard, though, is he, isn't he he safe? safer? Because he was there left two weeks, and he never saw anything and left again. Oh, do we know that they're following the shards? That's, I mean, it... that's the supposed, like, we should, either way, we should stay with the shard, but getting Tompkins and then moving on is more pertinent than showing the artist something, you know. If the I artist almost... couldn't draw, the artist couldn't draw. It's no fault of inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> they should just go for a walk instead of lying on the shard. <laughs> Fine, but I really don't want to cross... What's her name? The, the one, the um, Bramostone's girlfriend. I mean, she's a <laughs> badass. We, we know this. I, I think we should make a fake shard and substitute it out. Does anyone know, like, magic to trick people or something? I'd be concerned of uh, trying to trick her uh, would cause her to uh, not align with our, with our cause. Yes, let's see if we cannot get through this battle. And let me try to talk to her, and we'll see what we can do. I mean, I think probably the best is actually to get to the main city and then just take a ship back, which is another week. But Tompkins can survive two weeks. Surely he'll be okay. But maybe we should focus on the battle at hand. <laughs> yeah, the raging storm around us. Yeah. <laughs> but you would you would also know, Brummelstone, that... um. It wouldn't take a week to get back. It would take much longer because that's true. Most ships go around, like this ship is going through the mountains and turning this into a four-day journey. Okay. Other ships, like as you heard earlier, they go like it takes like a week and a half or two weeks to get back because they go okay. clear around the mountains. All I know is that it contains dangers and dangers that we don't need to face. The shard is here. The captain even owes us a trip. He said so as much himself when we saved him from these creatures. There is no reason to press forward. I'm sorry, Grandmother. I know you love your grandchildren very much. There's no reason to press forward and risk our lives. When what we came for can be easily turned around and returned to the to the main city and with Tompkins. Wait, but the, I thought Bremerston was saying that the caverns were really scary and we all almost died, which was true. We did all almost die. Are we sure we want to go back there again? What if Tompkins is like, actually, there's another way and it's it's underneath this, like, pie plant in Costin? It's, it is, the problem, the problem then becomes, what is the next path? Because we can't just go back to Obrivas. We found also- the... Yeah, also, Tompkins won't be there to tell us that it's under the potted plant because he's back. Why don't we just send him a telegram? We can have, like, Monty find him and he can take the long way around while we party with my daughter. He's capable of moving on his own. He's supposedly really, really old. I'm just saying. He's got that sweet shield. He'll be fine, right? (laughs) Yeah, if we can get them. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think 
we turn around here, we regroup with Tompkins, and then we figure out where we have to go next. Yeah. It doesn't it seems foolish to go all the way there, then come back. You know, that's you know, mumps travel and it's putting more people at risk too. As long as if we have two shards, it's probably a stronger single to the nightmares to come. I would we really need to figure out a way to convince Claiborne because we need her on our side, as far as I'm concerned. Like she's a formidable warrior and she knows like her expertise is invaluable to us. Roberto is right as always. <laughs> oh, well thanks, then, bro. well then, Master Dorf, wax your beards and get to it. <laughs> this is not my first rodeo. I will do my best. <laughs> What's a rodeo? <laughs> it's the insinuation he's going to ride her. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Roberto turns to the party. Is that a euphemism? Look, it's. It's the old dine and dash, man. Just weird. <laughs> oh, There's no shard by the bedside. Love the oh. I had a great time. See you later. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> Gotta put her in a coma first. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah, let's, <laughs> She's uh, lucky she'll have my kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the after, after. classic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is clearly... <laughs> Your name's not even Hammerstone? <laughs> That's a moniker you've adapted? Yeah. <laughs> you adopted? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my this god. Is okay. But yeah, so um, after Brummelstone and Vasa have this sort of like nod and agreement, uh, Vasa clamps uh, Brummelstone on the shoulder solidly and then pets Ertleby on the shoulder consolingly. Don't touch me. Oh, grandmother. <laughs> okay, fine, touch me. And then she pets her again. And then she kind of stands up straight. She's like, well, first we have to survive this battle. Yeah, what's the plan again? I forget. We're going to hide the ship somewhere on the ground and then do a dance and summon them. Didn't we, didn't uh, Claiborne have lots of ideas? So if I remember it, we're going to land on the ground. Tin's going to throw up her lightning javelin, like a fishing lure. They're all going to come. Uh, and then we're going to shoot nets at them. Because mm-hmm. the dwarven engineers have net, uh, not guns. Because it's illegal to build guns. That's right. And then that will, and then, so they're all led by the one. So we take out the leader and maybe the other ones will just kind of fly off. Or will at least be weaker. So let's to fight. Yeah, do what we the fighting, but Ertleby's gonna sidle over to, over to Brummelstone um, and kind of jab him and just be like, "Oh, right, I just I just want to see if it's possible. Can I borrow two Raven, two Furious?" What do you want with him? Just to send a message and make sure Tompkins is still alive. Okay, uh, make a new one. Three oh. Raven. How far can you send that Raven? I mean, he can exist just within his own world, can he? I think so. I think you can send him away. You just don't, after 100 feet. <laughs> you don't have you don't, any contact with him. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. It's a risk. How about if we make it through this battle and we determine a better plan, we'll send Tompkins a note with the plan. I think that's a good thought. Um, I will take a moment to find Claiborne. She's pretty much just taking some notes. She's sitting at a table. And then she looks up and she says, oh, hi. I just wanted to say that if we don't make it through this battle, I have traveled many worlds. I've never seen anything as beautiful as you. Aww. 
Smooth talker. Um, thank he you. Just kind of looks around. It, and that Rumblestone nonstantly uh, goes and flings his the, hammer over his shoulder and takes off. <laughs> <laughs> so she's. <laughs> you can tell she's pretending to write. Like she's like, mm hmm. <laughs> like the motions are getting like, like broader and broader. It's just like, yeah. She looks a little flustered. All right. So within an hour, preparations are set. The uh, dwarves have their not gun um, net cannons ready. And they're going to try to line them up and help you as best they can. They're going to keep the ship as close as they can and assist, but they can't promise anything. Before you go, uh, Claiborne says, okay, so one more time. How are we bringing them to us? Did you guys decide which way you wanted to go with that? Ten would raise her hand and just be like, I have a magical weapon that can summon a bolt of lightning. Uh, I will summon it uh, in a direction that we choose, which I believe is up. And once they come, yeah, so that's me. Well, I know there was was an idea about throwing it away from us, but we're not doing that, right? Uh, No, no, we're not. All right, so yeah, uh, she's all ready to go, and then before the ship uh, comes close to land, one of the dwarves comes up, and he's gone into one of the cases nearby, and he hands each of you a potion, the same potion oh. that he ha- uh, handed you earlier, and he says, these are the last of our potions, only use them if absolutely necessary. You're not going to be able to beat them in the air, so don't drink them just to meet them in the sky. All right, so the captain uh, comes back over to you guys. He's like, are you guys ready? He's holding onto his hat. The, the the winds are picking up. He finds a nice kind of mostly even area, brings the ship down, um, throws ropes over the sides, and you guys all descend the ropes and take position. The rain is, is beating down on you. The storm is at its worst so far. Like, as soon as you guys get off the ship, they pull back and lower a little bit. Maybe they're trying to get out of sight. Um, well, Tin kind of, she's a little nervous because obviously you're just, like, calling attention to us and bringing the fight to you. So she kind of looks to the group for a little bit last minute approvals and nods, kind of like, huh? And then uh, she'll raise her javelin up and she'll... Just be like, because she, she has to do a word of power. So, oh, yeah, did you decide on the word yet? Nope. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, maybe like. <laughs> 360 no scope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I should say Thundercats. Oh Thundercats! Thundercats! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, you take your javelin, you scream out Thundercats, <laughs> you launch into the air. As soon as it leaves your hand, you can see that it just kind of bursts and rips into a complete bolt of lightning that arches up and streaks through the air about 120 feet and fills the sky with a bright burst. Lightning rips the area apart and then you wait. The rain beats against your face as you wait for any kind of sign that your action was noticed. Then, the clouds begin to shift before they violently part. Creatures, most the same sort you battled before, plummet out of the sky racing towards you. Leading them are two larger creatures, their bodies made of crackling lightning. Their bodies surge with power, 
and the skies rumble with each flap of their wings. Their electricity jumps between the rest of the creatures, energizing them before they reach you. Over over the thunder of the rain, Vasa would have very sarcastically said, This is an excellent, excellent plan! A most excellent plan! <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, no. there's, another, there's another flash of lightning, and then it's Rorjo's turn. Oh, so we're doing this. Um, Do it. Time to fight, eh? It's a boot time. <laughs> well, let's just fight on it. Um, I pull out my longbow, take aim at the closest whatever, the closest creature. It's a 16. Alright, so um, you fire off. That is a hit. Awesome. Fist pump in the air. So that's 11 piercing damage. You fire off an arrow, and it kind of clips its wing a little bit, and you see a little bit of its energy discharge from the hit. Tin. All right. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. 14. Bro, she takes out she takes out her rifle. Uh, that is a hit. Sweet. Uh, nine piercing. You Again, you can't hear your gun, your rifle, over the sound of the lightning that's crashing everywhere but you do connect and you disperse a little bit more energy but it still looks like it's in pretty good shape 10 year javelin crashes to the ground uh, I'll get that later <laughs> <laughs> lion has landed some of the uh, creatures are starting to fly down towards you and get closer, they're now within range uh, Brummelstone mm, I'm going to send 3 scorching rays at the same one 16 for the first one, 13. Two hits. Twelve. That one's a miss. Ten fire damage. All right, so you send out a uh, volley of scorching rays, and even though uh, the rain threatens to evaporate, like to extinguish them before they reach, uh, your magic's just strong enough to pierce through the rain and slam into them, and you see more of the energy disperse. Its turn. It is going to come after, let's see. It's going after Tin. Yay. I mean, aww. <laughs> Bring it. It flies down, and then it brings its wings against you. What's your um, AC? 16. All right, so... Uh, I'm really nervous. I talk a big game. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it flies down at you, and uh, the lightning crashes against your chest for nine damage, and then it brings its tail up. And that does an additional 11 damage as it reaches around and uh, electrocutes you from the back. Holy crap, these guys hurt. Ertleby. None of them have landed yet, right? No. Well, this one's kind of close to the ground now. Like it's hovering right over Tin. Uh, I'm going to entangle it. So Ertleby raises her hands and says... Okay, grass types are strong against electric types. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground. Uh, you watch as it thrashes and rips itself out of your vines. No, no. The second one watches you do that and comes after you. Oh, no. It flies down and you duck underneath the uh, wings that come trying to crash down on you. But then uh, as it flies past you, its tail connects with you and hits you for 13 damage backside. Uh, I'm trying to exactly one more of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Vasa? How many are total in the air? You see almost a dozen of the other creatures and then two of these lightning creatures. 
Yeah, she's going to have to... She's going to take... She's going to go for the one that um, everybody else has already been attacking, the one that's hovering over Tin, since it's close to the ground. She's going to take out her uh, scimitar and her short sword to try to physically attack it. All right. Scimitar is a... 15. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. Let's Boom. And short sword, let's see, is is a 5, so that's not a hit. No. Alright. So, scimitar damage is 2 plus 4, that's 6. Uh, sneak attack, 2 plus 5, and then after that she's going to use her cunning action to leap back, disengage with this creature, but also position herself defensively in front of Ertleby. Alright. <laughs> so nice. you watch as Vasa runs forward, jumps up, and fearlessly, even though this thing is wrapped in electricity, um, she still jumps up and drives her weapons into it. You're worried at first that something terrible is going to happen when the metal meets the lightning, but Vasa, you discover that this creature, it looks like it's made of lightning, but it's really just surging with lightning, and you take careful aim to pretty much get it at a weak spot. And you get right in between some of the lightning. And then you watch her land, kind of roll back, and then take off and position herself between the other one and Ertleby. She, she would have shouted out, They're flesh and bones, just like us, as, she's, uh, as she rolls back. The rest of them come down. They're now within range, but they can't reach you guys. This is other uh, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like... Space invaders. Uh, Claiborne, she's going to start firing off arrows at some of the lesser ones. Oh, Claiborne, yeah, Claiborne focus yeah. fire. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Claiborne, get your shit I gave, together. I gave specific instructions. <laughs> she fires off on a number of them, and you see that she's firing off at the ones that are going towards Cliffside. Like, maybe some of them saw the ship. Mm. So she's drawing them back this way. Like, she fires off no, through the no, rain. No, let them go. Let them go. <laughs> And then as they turn their attention towards her, the airship rises. The Falcon uh, comes into view. As you can hear, the cannons fire off. And... The not cannons. The not cannons. The the net... The cannons. The cannons fire off. And yeah, they they land uh, four nets on those four creatures and bring them down. New round, Roberto? Sick. So... (laughs) Since it's close to us now, I'm going to draw my two short swords. And I'm going to focus on the one that is already, has already taken several hits. All right. My main hand is a four. And my off hand is a eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, I swing wildly into the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rain throws you off balance and you can't find a way to connect with it. Um, not emotionally, but like physically. <laughs> Tin? Tin is going to use action, action surge to Ooh. try and uh, move away from the one that is like right up all up in her business to get out of the business. And then she's going to use the additional action to take aim now that she's further away. Well, you can already do that. You get a move and an attack every round. What? Yeah, I'll do that then. <laughs> but if you move, it gets a free attack on you. It's called an opportunity attack. Oh. Yeah, do you want to risk moving away? Or do you want to stand underneath it constantly? Like, there's pros and cons to each uh, decision. Eh, I'm going to try and, if you will, roll the dice on this one. Uh, <laughs> and try and 
uh, dis disengage or yeah, so that yeah, go. I'll let it take a swipe at me. You can use your action to disengage. Does that mean that does it? It doesn't get. You can use your action to disengage and then use your action surge to get another attack. Let's do that. You kind of fake it out and you take off, moving back thirty feet, and then you take aim with presumably your rifle. You. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to imagine that Tin is like, like, like faking it out, like, oh, which way are we going? Left, left. Just kidding, I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Did you just juke the monster? Like, yeah. Totally. Spin around. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so she, um, yeah, so she'll take aim with the rifle again. I, I, so that's 21. 21 to hit. Uh, seven piercing damage. Yeah, you disengage, you get free, you dash back, you spin around, take aim and connect with it, disperse a little bit more of its energy. You kind of nice. put your head down, run through the rain, and by the end of your turn, you're now 60 feet away from it. <laughs> Roberto, one of the creatures is coming down on you. Its wings miss you, and then it brings its uh, lightning tail into your backside as well for seven damage. And then it's uh, Brummelstone's turn. So I will... I'm going to use Mill's Acid Arrow at the one standing. 20. That's a hit. 9. And then it'll take 2d4 at the end of its next turn. So I throw up the orb. It, like, a hole opens. It turns into a hole, and outside of it shoots a giant green arrow just composed of acid. Nice. It just whams into its side. I'm taking over narrative now. As it screeches, as I make it... Just a little bit uglier. <laughs> the lightning creature turns its attention now that it's free from tin on Brummelstone. And so it crashes its uh, razor wings into you for seven damage. Oh, reasonable. And then it wraps its lightning tail around you. Give me a strength or dexterity roll to try to ungrapple. All right, let's do some strength. Guys, I love you. You've always been good to me. Uh, 18 plus 2, 20. All right. <laughs> So okay. um, yeah. its tail uh, wraps around you, and right before it disperses um, electricity into you, you just rip it off, like like rip it off of your neck, and pull away, and it has nothing to connect to now. He's a dwarf after all. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Ertlebe. <laughs> all right. She backs up a little because uh, Ertlebe is now a sharpshooter, something she has yet to use in this game until now. So uh, one of the things a sharpshooter can do is before making an attack with a ranged weapon, I can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll. And if I hit, I add plus 10 to the attack's damage. Yep. Um, so I'm going to do that. And now I'm going to roll. So that's a 20 that's minus it. five. All right, yay! Yep. All right. So that's yeah. 13 plus 4 is 17 plus 10. That is 27. You watch um, Ertlebe kind of pull her hat down and kind of protect herself from the rain and kind of like just get away, right? And then she turns around and then suddenly like the, the cute uh, visage of a little old lady trying to get out of the rain disappears for a second and you watch as she just like lines up the perfect shot and then when you see the uh, uh 
What is that noise? I'm making a, making a cool background. Oh, sweet. Okay, keep going. Keep going. So, so you watch as uh, one eye closes, the other eye narrows, and she pulls the trigger, and you watch as the creature recoils in terrible horror as a large burst of its energy leaves it. And it, it struggles to stay in the air. The other uh, lightning creature is going to turn its attention towards... Uh, it's going to actually fly towards Tin. It doesn't like how far away she's gotten. But it can't attack this round, so it, it uses its move. Wait, no, actually, sorry. I've made faster. a mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it, it flies over. It does. Uh, it, it is able to reach you. What? I forgot how fast they can fly. It brings its tail on you. What's your AC? A million. I mean, it's tail with its wing. 16. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> you dodge that. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so you duck that, and then you see the tail coming for you, and you try to get around it, and you hop right over it. Yeah! <laughs> I'm still juking. I'm still... Oh. <clears throat> and then it just lets out this terrible scream at you, and it looks like it's getting ready to change tactics. Vasa? Well, I'm going to use one movement to go after the one that's attacking Tin, the one we've the rest of us have been attacking. Yep. And I'm going to try to do my whole strikey strikey. So that's 11 plus 6. That's 17. Yep. For the scimitar. And short sword is 14. Uh, yes. Okay, so both of them hit. Some and you're attacking damage. the fresh one? Oh, the yeah. No, no. One... I'm, going after the, I'm going after the Burmal Stone one. Sorry, oh, okay. Tim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, Tim. Too bad. I'm going after the not fresh one. So okay. scimitar damage is 4 plus 6. No, four plus four. That's eight damage for the scimitar. Short sword is two damage. Sneak attack. Six plus two. And then final action is disengage. Go back to standing between... Uh, actually, Grandma's out of danger. I'm just going to disengage and back off to a safe distance. Okay. Yep. So you watch again as Vasa takes off, runs through the rain, uh, lands a couple... Uh, Incredible blows, and then disengages before it has a chance to actually bring its strength to bear on her. Next creature is going to come down and attack Brummelstone. This creature does land um, five damage on Brummelstone with the lightning tail. This one doesn't seem to have nearly the kind of finesse the other one does. Uh, it just comes and stabs at you. It, just, it almost comes like tail first. Brummelstone <laughs> takes a hit and he goes, now, now we have a fight. The next one comes after Brummelstone as well. And no. it looks like it. It looks like when it comes in, it takes the other side, like and flanks them, and it looks like they're starting to work together. And it sneaks its tail um, across your chest for six damage. No, bro. Bromosun spits out the blood, and he's like, "Now we have a fair fight." Claiborne looks at the ones that are netted, and she feels okay about it. So then. Uh, Remember those, like, really ugly green boots that she was wearing? Uh, yes. They were oh, fabulous. Maybe. She wore them well. <laughs> <laughs> she clicks the heels once, and then she takes off running way faster than you would expect somebody to be able to run. And as soon as she gets up there, she's got her uh, scimitar, and she's trying to bring it against the creature's throat that are threatening uh, Brummelstone. When did you first know you learned love dad? When I got a scimitar across the throat of the creature that was threatening. <laughs> How I met your mother. 
she drops that creature immediately. She she brings her scimitar out and she does a couple um, quick hits against it, and then she uh, takes the scimitar, spins it, and drives it up its throat, and then brings it to the ground and, and finishes it off with a critical hit. One of the uh, other creatures that hasn't attacked yet, that it's finally joining the battle, is coming after Vasa. It brings its wings against you uh, and connects for five damage, but you're not letting the tail connect with you at all. The moment that wing, the moment that wing crashes into you and cuts into you, you just kind of let it. You roll with it and get out of the range of its tail. New round, Roberto. Basically, the way it is right now is you've got about four who uh, four regular ones that are uh, in active combat with you. And then you have what's left of the first lightning creature, and then a pretty fresh lightning creature who is now trying to attack. Oh, crap. All right. Um, the second one, that one was the one that Tin was attacking, right? Yeah. Have we damaged it? Oh. Nope. Oh, no. I haven't had. <laughs> I haven't been able to use my stupid Colossus um, thing yet. Where... It's Colossus. Colossus Layer. Extra D- 1d8 damage if the creature is below max speed. When you do use it, can you do the Colossus scream from the old X-Men video game? Oh, I don't even know what it sounds like. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. not Russian. I'm doing it. So I run towards my brother, um, screaming the... Uh, I don't know how does it go? The Colossus scream. Um, position myself I'm gonna, in hand. I swear to fucking God, I'm going to edit yeah. it in. I am going to find it and put it in the podcast. Yes. So... Um, I run over to my brother, position myself between him and the severely damaged, gross, bloody one. Alright, so my main hand is 11, but my off hand is a 17. Alright, that's a hit. I do 9 piercing damage, and then, since that creature is below max HP, which is 7, so I have uh, 12 in total. Wait, nine plus seven is twelve. Is that Canadian math? Yeah, it's a metric system, guys. Well, metric damage. <laughs> it did nine. It did twelve Celsius damage. Tin. Um, uh, tin. Uh, seeing Ertlevy use the sharpshooter thing that. Totally didn't escape her mind. She was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Do you I'm have it too? I'm familiar with that. Um, <laughs> I, I too. <laughs> I'm a sharpshooter. I'm going to give this a go. If you fire in melee range, it's disadvantage. So can I move and then fire? Yep, it gets an opportunity attack against you. No. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Which one? Can I can I move back like as if I'm like backtracking closer to the group again? Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. that was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's lightning tail uh, surges with electricity and then dives at you, but you're already in mid like uh, psych out spin, and you get out of the way and you move away about thirty feet. Line up your shot. Here we go. Aw, shit, son. He's gonna get fucked up. Uh, 16 plus 7. So, enough to hit him. Yeah, 18. That's a hit, yeah. Aw, yeah. 8 on that. And 5. Um, okay, so. Mm -hmm, Math. (laughs) 13. 16. 
26 damage. Nice! Nice. And then Tin was just like, so glad I totally didn't forget all this time that I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Tin forgot to aim harder. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) The creature that's on Roborto is going to keep attacking. Its razor wings can't get through your armor. And then the lightning tail... Before the lightning uh, surges in the tail, you've already pushed that tail off. That's right. So, no damage. Brummelstone? Um, so the big one looks really weak. It, yeah, so when uh, it took that last bit of damage, most of its electricity kind of fell off. And so now you just see little surges racing through it, but it looks almost no different than the rest of them. I think it's time to say nighty night. I'm going to cast my magic missile. 11. Yeah, the magic missiles uh, rip out of your orb, slam into him, and he almost hits the ground and then throws one last thrust of his wings and barely holds himself up. There's nothing but hatred in his eyes. I look over to um, Claiborne and say, she's yours for the taking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This guy! This guy! Always the gentleman. I need you to make a strength or dexterity check. Let's do strength. Uh, seven. Before you can finish that sentence, the tail wraps around your neck, and then um, it takes off into the air with you. Oh, oh no! And it's got you sixty feet in the air. <laughs> Ertlebee. Hmm. All right, we're in the middle of the battle, so I I won't try anything. I'm just going to shoot something. <laughs> uh, the one that's not hovering in the air with my friend. Um. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the one that's harassing Tin. All right. Uh, but I'm going to do my sharpshooter move again. Let's see. All right. So I got an 11. Nope. No. And you don't connect. Anything else you're doing? Uh, Despairing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what happened was Erdlby had pulled down her hat to look really cool when she inflicted all that damage. Um, uh, <laughs> And then it fell a little too far down on her face, and it covered her eyes, and then she tripped and fell as she tried to shoot this other one. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) All right. The uh, next one is going to race towards uh, Tin, the lightning one that's been harassing you so far. Yeah. It crashes its uh, razor wings into you for nine damage. Okay. (laughs) He sounds so mad at me. I'm honestly right. surprised Tin isn't dead yet. So, I know, right? I'm mad at you. Fine. You sound uh, like my wife when I've done something terribly wrong. I was wondering why I felt guilty. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, um, Pedro. Why, why do you feel guilty? Yeah. <laughs> it follows up with its tail, but to no avail. Vasa? Alright, so there's one creature flying off carrying Brimblestone. Yeah, like it looks like it's using the last of its strength to try and take Brummelstone somewhere. Yeah, so Vasa's gonna whip out her bow and take aim at the thing that's carrying Brummelstone away. Alright. Alright, let's go... Arrows! Oh, natural 20! <gasps> Alright, so... <Shit>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just and gonna then... tell you it has one hit point, so... Oh, well, she d20'd the motherfucker. 
All right, so yeah, that shot goes right through the jaw of the creature into its brain, killing it instantly. Brummelstone. So you take 60 feet worth of fall damage. He has a a potion. Yeah, on his turn, he can drink it. I feel like 60 feet is a really long distance where you can find your potion and drink it. Like, you just can't, if you have time to contemplate your life, you have time to pull out a potion and drink it. <laughs> like, I didn't know that if he wouldn't be allowed to drink the potion, otherwise, I would not have shot that creature. That is fair. <laughs> All the way down, Brummelstone's going, Thanks, Bossa! <laughs> okay, what's your hit point maximum, uh, Brummelstone? 26. And how many hit points are you at right now? 22. <sighs> okay, cool. You don't instantly die. Um, oh my god. That's Jesus Chuck. Um, you take 21 damage. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I thought you were at lower hit points. So like, if you take too much damage over, it'll kill you. Automatic kill. There's no saving throws. Um, but you're cool. You actually survived one hit point, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I really didn't understand the mechanics of shooting from death. <laughs> we can laugh about this. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as you crash on the ground, you crash right back near the, the creature that was attacking you. Um, it's going to, the, the regular oh. creature. Um, while you're on the ground, it gets advantage. God damn it. Ah. So it actually misses with the razor wings, but then it brings its tail to bear, and that is a hit. Or 12 damage. Oh my god! So the tail <laughs> crashes into Brummelstone, the electricity disperses, and you watch as he shocks and then stops moving. As he comes to the door of death. Thanks for listening to episode 23, Lightning Rod Part 2. If you want to keep up to date on news and new episodes, follow us on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod or Facebook at Facebook.com slash WorldWalkersPod. Thank you to our Patreon supporters as well, who make this entire thing possible. Supporters gain access to early and exclusive episodes, live draw sessions with the WorldWalker crew, and more. If you're interested, head on over to Patreon.com slash WorldWalkers and check it out. I wanted to thank Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com for the music in this episode, along with Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. Does Ertlebe know anything about these, given that she's from this planet, has plus four nature, and she's proficient in nature. Would she know anything about what they do? Um, let me think. Go ahead and uh, give me a nature check. All right. Making sure it's D twenty. Seven. No, you're not aware of them. <laughs> could could potentially Tin be aware of them? You can always make a check, yeah. Okay. For nature? Yep, it'd be nature or just your ability score modifier if you don't have nature. Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nothing at all for you either. Never you, heard of them. You're you're like very knowledgeable about them, but you just repeat exactly what Claiborne tells you. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, give me one second to actually say about this. Something's weird about the app, and I want to make sure it doesn't screw you guys over. It's like, critical hit, critical hit, critical hit. <laughs> it, it, it gave them a lot more hit points than it should have, and I have to figure out. I don't want you guys to go against what they gave me. A hundred. Quarter staff. Six damage. <laughs> I just noticed that real quick, and I was like, oh no. You're definitely not going to survive that. <laughs> Also was right. It was a dangerous trip. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want a TPK? Because that's how you get a TPK. (laughs) My main hand is a four. And my off hand is a eight. Oh, yeah. I Uh, swing wildly into the air. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the rain throws you off balance and you can't find a way to connect with it. Um, not emotionally, but like physically. Uh, t- <laughs> I'm hurt. Did you like steel magnolias? Senator Borto, I was expecting a far different movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking chick flick. <laughs> oh, these fleshies! Um. <laughs> So you said it's a green arrow? It's like a snot arrow? or Like composed of acid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like a liquidy... Just like, just putting like one finger on one yeah. nostril. Is the hole a nose? A giant, <laughs> yeah, the orb becomes a giant nose and it's not <laughs> oh I want to know what that school of magic is. I love it. Alright, so... Uh... It did nine. It did twelve Celsius damage. Um, I don't even know if you guys use Celsius up there. I just they do. Do they really? I went on a race there. I ran from Detroit to Windsor. And why were you in trouble? There's like no. There's there's a running race. But like the way you know you're in Canada is first of all, center starts getting spelled C E N T R E. And secondly, all the signs have Celsius on them. This has been Canadian facts by a girl who's been there like three times. <laughs> I like that all the signs. Like it's McDonald's and it's just like <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Like here's the temperature. Like, <laughs> yeah, McDonald's thirty two degrees Celsius. <laughs> Does that mean you guys are on fire? I don't know the difference. Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, I keep thinking of more jokes. Um...